Welcome to the show. This is Ron California, and you're listening to the Untraditional Podcast, a podcast where we interview people with unique stories that will hopefully inspire you to take the untraditional route to success. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Bill and Peter. How's it going, guys? Good. <laughs> Why are you being weird, Peter? This I don't know. It's just so, it's so funny just hearing it every time. Honestly, like, I never get sick of it, Ron. So yes. uh, you're, a great, you're a great asset to be on this team. Peter, ungrateful swine. <laughs> it just, like, gets so serious. He's like, oh, welcome to the... <laughs> Dude, we love it. It's, like, so yeah, awesome. it's good, yeah. It's yeah. definitely good. So smooth, so smooth. But yes. <laughs> Slippery. <laughs> Nothing but net. That's mm, right. Yeah. So um, how was everyone's week this week? Um, it was a pretty good week. Oh, actually, no, it was a bad week. You want to you, you talk about it? or? Uh, no, it's probably not. But, yeah, so we just came back from camping and you know, pro- didn't have the best time there. Okay. But mm, well, we it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say how my week was because it makes me seem like an ungrateful person. I took Monday off. Oh. <laughs> I, I was, did, too. I had to take Monday off. Too. Okay, but I did because I was just tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Ron? It was a good week. Yeah, uh, solid play at the uh, Redlands Bowl, the Little Mermaid, which was really oh, good. Was it just especially that? considering that it's free, free oh, admission. It's, free? Oh. it's the longest running summer festival that charges no admission. This was their 99th play in the U.S. or or in the world. In the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so they have an amazing history there at the Redlands. Bowl. When did you watch it? I watched it Thursday night. And it's running all weekend, and tonight, Sunday, is going to be the last evening. So wow. if you guys have time, go check it out. And you're going to watch it again. I might just watch it again. I have some friends who haven't seen it, nice. saw my posts on Instagram, and they said, you know, we want to go see it again, Ooh. see it with you, so I'll nice. probably go and see it again. Wow. And he's going to pay, too, because he's advertising for the show. <laughs> yeah. We'll just cut that out. We'll just cut that out. By the time we release this. Do they only do Little Mermaid? That's all they I do every single every year? every year they probably change it up. This is oh, the first okay. time I've been. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming they don't do they, they change it every year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get I was going to say that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I hope I hope I hope you uh, have a good time watching yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm here and ready to listen to the man from Ooh. Precision. Ooh. <laughs> Precision movement. Precision movement. TM. Our guest today is a physical therapist and owner of Precision in Movement. He is also an instructor at the Loma Linda University School of Physical Therapy. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Pete Lingus. Pete, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Woo! You guys are awesome people and let's all learn together today. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This is one of my most looked forward to episodes. No offense to anybody else who uh, recorded prior, but um, yeah, Pete, Pete is um, such an inspiration, especially because you are also Indonesian too. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ron. <laughs> but yeah, how um, how was uh, your week, uh, Pete? My week was good. Um, you know, a lot of my week is uh, intermixed with a lot of things, and so I actually enjoy that. I enjoy the the variety. I enjoy just the way that I can impact uh, my pa- with my patients, but also with my students. Mm-hmm. And so I think overall it was a good week. We had some mm-hmm. students leave, so a little sad, mm-hmm. but we have some students coming in. So just overall a decent week um, filled with you know work, filled mm-hmm. with just uh, recuperating from a trip and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. different things like that. So uh, overall it's good. Yeah. Cool. Where'd you go? Yeah, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, so a pretty epic trip with some guys, some homies, yeah. and went to Europe. Nice. Went yeah. to Switzerland and went to Italy. 
Yeah. And so, man, what a trip. Was this your first time there? First time to Italy oh, uh, and Switzerland. So okay. I, I've been to like Central Europe uh-huh. in high school, but you know, you don't really appreciate culture yeah. when you're in high school. So yeah, just, yeah. this is like an adult trip and yeah. you're just out there, <laughs> just enjoying it. Just like soaking in the culture, soaking in the food, the mm. people, just, just, I don't know. I'm just in awe of history and, and Europe and just the, the immense yeah, culture that it provides when you go there. Mm. Like, yeah. Any favorite spots? You know, I'm not gonna lie. Switzerland, I love mountains. And even though I was born in in Thailand and grew up in Indonesia, I should be a beach person. But for some reason, the mountains draw me. So when I was in Switzerland, in Interlaken, it was like, wow. Especially when we were going on this gondola, oh, and nice. you see the valley, and the mm. sunlight was just shining through the valley. Oh, I was man. like, romantic. It was very romantic with <laughs> Adrian and Matt. <laughs> Guys. Praise wasn't quite good there, there yet in heaven, but uh, man, it was. I was like, wow, this looks like, like it could be like heaven. Like it was just wow. so pretty, so yeah. pretty. So, so clean. That was probably my favorite spot. Italy was great too. We went to this island of the island of Capri, mm-hmm. and the guys and I we went on a boat, and we I almost got seasick, but that was okay. Mm. And uh, just I don't know, just being able to just go around the island, the colors, the the, the food there was awesome. The gelato in Italy is crazy, guys. Like. Oh man, when they say it's different, it's different. It's different. Mm. And so, but overall, it was just an amazing, yeah, amazing trip. So, it's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Have you tried the gelato in Laguna Beach? No, I haven't. No, there's a spot that has a long line every time you go. What's it called? What's it called? I think it's Gelato Paradiso. Ooh. I think I'll I'll send you the link okay, so afterwards. Yeah, the end, you can so check it out. Yeah. It's probably not as good as the one in Italian, but maybe the people brought it over. Gelato Paradiso. There we go. Do you travel often, Peaks? You own your own business. How's that like? Uh, I don't travel often. I do own my own business. That requires a lot of time commitment. Um, it requires a lot of mental commitment as well. Mm-hmm. And so I try to travel. I make an emphasis every year. Good. Good. I try to leave um, the country at least you know, for a week or two um, just to stay balanced. Traveling gives me perspective. Traveling gives me an appreciation of what I currently have and so yeah I try to good yeah, good. yeah. that's important I, I know sometimes it's it's easier to think that well I can get more done by just working 24 7 365 yes but you know taking that break actually improves your efficiency and, and your throughput at work so it yeah. does and um, you wear three hats I do I do three hats what, that, what do you mean yeah, you know, I just have three hats. <laughs> it's like a bucket hat. Where first time I met you, you told me that you have like three hats. Yeah. 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 You are a professor. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a business owner mm-hmm. and you are. But I, w- I would say yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I like having that mindset. Right. And mm-hmm. so I do like wearing different hats. I think it's part of my personality. So growing up, it just. As you're trying to find yourself, you know, let's say you're in high school, you're trying to find yourself. Uh, my initial thoughts were, hey, I'm going to be a medical doctor, you know. Okay, of course, yeah. Asian, 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 Asian route, you know. Hello, Asian parents. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as you kind of keep growing up and you have these life experiences, and I've come to find that I like variety. I mm. like innovation. I like change. I like growth. And I like impact. Mm. And so that's why I wear different hats, because I feel, I feel like it fulfills me. I like making impact. Uh, impactful decisions and and just seeing change in other people and so I try to dabble into different things okay yeah cool where do you get the energy Pete yeah uh, great question so I don't <laughs> 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 you know, um, 
I think it's interesting. You know, I'm more introverted, um, and a lot of people think I'm extroverted, but I'm actually introverted. Oh, it's not. And so at work, you know, I expel a lot of energy. Expel yeah. lots of bad you deal work. with tons of people, probably. <laughs> I do. You know, I'll yeah. see maybe ten to fourteen patients a day. Right. Oh, then it's I have to not. deal with my, uh, you know. I say cool deal. <laughs> I have to encourage just hang out with my staff. And so I think that requires a lot of energy. So honestly, though, I go home for lunch. That's another tip that's, for that's you know people who are introverted, who have access to that. Just go to a quiet room and just kind of breathe and just kind of think about, process through things. And uh-huh. just for me, sitting back at home, I just can recharge. And uh, after work, you know, I try to definitely recharge as well through let's say quiet time reading a book uh-huh. or basketball actually energizes me which is weird so I guess yeah. I'm not completely introvert because I go to the gym there's like loud noises and I'm playing basketball like yeah, yeah so that's kind of how I do how many it. hours would you say you work per week yeah like, so just average obviously it depends on the yeah and that counts like informal work too sure yeah. sure so for me you know obviously now versus me like five years ago different hours yeah now I'm able to kind of calm down a little bit so I would probably say I work about a 40 to 45 hour a week. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started the business about seven years ago, I was working like 60 to, yeah, 70, oh, exactly. 70 hours a week. So that was a grind. It was the grind days. Grind days back yeah. in the days. And that's yeah. what you think of when you think of an entrepreneur. Yes. You think of those long hours. Yeah. But it's good that, you know, with experience, with time, you've been able to become more efficient. Obviously, yeah. delegating more activities yeah. and responsibilities to your team right. takes some stress off of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. How'd you even get started with this? Like, I've always, I always actually always wanted to ask you, ask you, but you know, yeah, yeah, for know. sure. You know, <laughs> what's the story like? The story, like, well, you know, I actually didn't want to start my own business. It's one of those stories where, like, I didn't want to do it, but then it, like, oh, I should really? Probably do this. Oh, yeah, I, I thought, I thought yeah. you. I mean, I, I never thought this. Really? Thing. Yeah, I thought you like from no. day one. You're like, it's gonna be like this. No. Well, what's interesting is my dad is in business, mm-hmm. and you know how it is. Like, oh, you don't want to get into the family business yeah, type yeah. of thing, right? So. I was like, oh, I'll go somewhere else, go to the medical field. Like I said before, you know, I was okay. Let's be, let's be a physician. Let's be a medical doctor. And that was in high school. And so, anyways, went to high school, went to PUC, went to college, did the medical school route. My junior year, <laughs> my junior year in college, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do medicine. It's like really intimidating. I didn't want um, back then. I didn't know much about it, but I knew that. I needed to do like a residency program mm. to specialize. Like there was a lot of hours involved with that. Right. I had to take the MCAT, which was an intimidating test. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends that were involved with it. And I was like, do I want that? Do I want that to my, for my life? And I was like, no, I actually want a balanced life. Mm. And so that was at that point. I was like, what else can I do? So I looked around. My buddy, uh, Josh, was like, hey, just try out PT. And at that point, I had no intentions and no ideas about physical therapy right. um, but I was always active and I was always injured <laughs> so, so I was like bro you, you'd be a great physical therapist go check it out go to the local clinic and just, just look just take a, take a peek mm-hmm. and so I went down to St. Helena Hospital they had like an outpatient clinic there mm-hmm. and I walked in I was like oh okay okay you know because I saw a person with a patient they were talking interacting he was prescribing exercise which I can, I'm completely 100% behind mm. I love just giving like the natural you know remedies and through movement and exercise and I stayed there for you know got my hours about 20 hours I'm like okay I think I should do this okay. so I applied late actually and I think this is a god thing honestly mm. I applied late I switched everything over to uh, pre-PT wow applied to, applied to Loma Linda like like last minute type of thing. Yeah, I was like, you know what? If it's in the cars, I'm just gonna apply and yeah. hope I get in. And come March, so this 
mind you, Loma Linda starts in June. So I was like, <laughs> well, I, got it I was like, oh, I got in. You know, come March, I get this fat letter. Oh no, from Loma Linda. Open it up, tear it open. Hey, you're accepted. I'm like, oh snap! Oh snap! So I got you in. You did everything wrong. I did. Unconditional Exactly. It's quite early. Yeah, that's too much. Don't follow Pete's example. Don't example. And so, anyways, went to physical therapy school, had a great time there, met a lot of good people. Um, During that time, I would say I wasn't, like, the best, best student. Like, I did fine in school. You Um, did a whole bunch of sports. I did. (laughs) (laughs) All these PT students do that. I'm like, how do you guys have all this time in the gym? Yeah. Yeah. I was at Drayson like five to ten every day. Wow, dude! I yeah. see that I, I I go and work out. Drayson's um, by the two those don't who don't know it's a it's a gym nearby. Yeah, but I go there all the time. and I see the same PT guys there. <laughs> and I'm like, Man, you guys are just yeah slacking. <laughs> but I did go home and study afterwards. Yeah, I study from like ten thirty to like eleven thirty. Put in some hours. Technically, and... like you going to Drayson working out, you're studying your body, right? So yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. recommend. I got you. Kinesiology <laughs> studying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, you know, I, w- I knew I wanted to learn more and study more. And so, you know, it was funny before I said I didn't want to do a residency program. I actually did a residency program. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, did, and I did two more years of fellowship training after that. Well, wow. Oh my so, goodness, you so went nuts. <laughs> I did because I knew I wanted to learn more. And so one of the, my professors during PT school recommended doing a residency program. And just the way he was able to interact with people, with patients, I was like, you know what, I want to learn after, uh, under this guy. Is that Skullpan? So, it was Skullpan, yeah, exactly, yeah. So shout out to Skullpan, you know, it's been shout 10 out. years actually since he, he trained me, so wow. I should, you know, give him you, a letter of a... Uh, yeah, you uh, mentioned that, like, he believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, say more on that. Yeah, so that was probably a, a pivotal moment of my life, and so there's moments in your life where you will find yourself going one direction... And someone or something or an experience kind of like turns you like towards some other direction. And mm-hmm. thankfully, this is a good direction. Mm, yeah. And so during that year, um, it was one of those years where um, it was very challenging because the residency programs is very challenging. You're learning to become a specialist. Mm-hmm. And so there, the program nitpicks almost everything that you do mm-hmm. in order to become more efficient. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so, but what he focused on with me was he focused on the interactions of patients and my understanding of myself. And so okay. he put a lot of life principles and challenged me in a way that no one had before. I think for me, I had gone through life kind of easy, let's, let's, let's say easy, but he was like, what are you doing with your life? You know, what do you want to do? And so he, always, like, it was more deeper. It was, it was yeah. way deeper. It's like, yeah. do you know who you are? Yeah, it's not just like, oh, you do this, you do this. Like, no. this, it's like this is the regulations. It's like, yeah. Oh, Exactly. It's not like technical mode. Like right. you're not a technician anymore. Yeah. You're going to be a doctor of physical therapy, and yeah. you're going to change people's lives. Do you want to do that? Mm. It pretty much helped me find my why. Nice. And so there I think go. a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who are even just everyday people who are trying to find their careers, you have to find out your why. Like why are you doing this? So you made me reflect, process a lot. And after that year, I was like, bang! Like like big fire like my heart was like oh let's go let's go learn this so I did two more years of training wow long story, <laughs> long story short to answer your question like why did I start it um, after learning everything you know you have so many thoughts and just ideologies and skills and technical things in your mind you can't really apply it into 
as you work under someone else. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of create your own experience. To, you have your own theories and you're like, oh, I yes. feel like this is better, blah, blah, But then there's like... Yes. Yeah, rules Dif- and stuff. Exactly. Different theories and different limitations, right? Yeah. Um, working under someone else, uh, under, especially like a, let's say, a bigger hospital system, let's say. Yeah. And so... <laughs> At that point, I still had no intentions of creating my own business. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm just going to work for Loma Linda or for Kaiser, yeah. you know, and uh, just just to do what I can. Yeah. Then my dad, you know, going back, yeah. <laughs> my dad being business minded, he's like, hey, like you should just start your own business. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know anything about starting your own business. Yeah. He's like, just do it. It's fine. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so me being a resourceful person, I was like, hey, I should read books. Started mm-hmm. reading books. Started mm-hmm. planning. He's like, yeah. okay, start your budget, you know, and just kind of start getting the, the ducks lined up. And so, you know, it, the time felt right and just pulled the trigger. And so I guess the reason why I started, it was mainly out of a necessity. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that start a business or start entrepreneurship might go into it with the wrong intentions. Mm-hmm. They might go in it because they they see the end result, the time freedom, the financial freedom, and they, they kind of focus on the, the end result. But there has to be actually a reason for why you start something. Mm. It needs to solve a problem, and it needs to be also your passion. Mm. Uh, and they also will get into it too if you guys want to. Like, kind of what is required to be, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I'm still like learning. Yeah. Um, what's needed into to running into a, a thriving business? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never worked like brick and mortar stuff. So yeah. Like, right. Know, There's yeah. a lot of online, you know, yeah, yeah. work that you can do, and you can run a successful online consulting business or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. So a brick and mortar business is a little bit different yeah. um, because you're tied into a physical location. Yeah. You're t- locked into a rate that you have to pay the lease, the rent. Um, so how you start is you have to, just like real estate, right? You have to like, look go around. look at the location. Like Location is key. Um, maybe not so much in the business because of Yelp, because of Google searching nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, yeah, you needed to have like a perfect location. Yeah. People had to drive by, traffic had to see you. Then oh, what's that business? Yeah, yeah. Now we're in the modern age, so it's a little bit. Yeah, different, everyone right? like looks it up. Yeah. Looks it up and stuff. Um, so I would probably say you start off number one, just writing out. You know, if you actually have a mission, a vision statement. I know it sounds super cliche, but like that's super important. Yeah. So what is yours? Yeah. So mine, honestly, is to help active people stay active. And that's okay. kind of, that, that's that's my mission. My yeah. vision is to be able to in like five, ten years, be a place where people who are active. Like, hey, I know where to go when I'm injured. I know where to go to maximize my movement. I know I where to go if I like, hey, I want to lift better. I know where to go. So, you like, know? it's like the big vision. Sorry, I'm asking like so many No, it's, but it's like the big vision, like like a CrossFit like empire, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Um, so, going back to college and I was like, I want to balance life. Uh-huh. So, I, that's always in the back of my mind. But then there's Pete... The entrepreneur piece, like, oh man, let's franchise this thing. Yeah. Let's like, mm. let's, let's go into every single major city in, in the nation yeah, yeah. and have a movement diagnostic center, yeah. so yeah. everyone knows. Then, like, uh-huh. be able to treat anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, my passion is actually to help everyday people. Like, people always ask me, should you be like, or do you want to be like a sports therapist for the Warriors? You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Team. Wait, your favorite team's the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Lakers all the way. No, but uh, yeah, you know, going back, I, I would say, yeah, definitely location. Find find a good spot. Mm-hmm. Find the hopefully a good landlord that has a good, you know, willing to negotiate type of an approach. Mm-hmm. Um, write out your mission and vision statement. Write out a business plan. Mm-hmm. Depends on your personality. I think there's a lot of reasons why businesses do fail 
and a great book to recommend is E Myth, the letter E, e Myth. myth. Yeah. And so it, it kind of delineates why businesses fail, what you need to have in your business to learn how to franchise things. Uh-huh. Um, so going back to balance, my, my dream would just be probably three to five locations. I think mm-hmm. I can manage that with my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it actually intimidates me to be as an introvert to like be able to like be up front with like a hundred people be like hey guys let's do this you know yeah, yeah. I just feel like hey like you go direct your own thing like I'll be in the <laughs> sidelines background uh-huh. doing my thing but that's my per- preference you know and so yeah just kind of find out your why find out your logistics your numbers know your numbers yeah uh, and just honestly timing is key mm-hmm. so you know pray about it you know just make sure things are good yourself financially mm-hmm. have you know three to six months of income like mm-hmm. you know expenses ready to, to be paid for yeah um, and make sure you max uh, minimize your risk first and then take the leap huh. yeah what are the startup costs like yeah, I was gonna Did say you just like, lending like you talked yeah. about your yeah. father telling you to work on your budget how was yeah. that yeah yeah, you know, honestly, a lot of Google. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, shoot, you go to a bank and you're like, oh, twenty five percent, and then like whatever, or you just do all yourself, or how does that work? Yeah, honestly, the the, the sky's the limit with your options. Mm-hmm. You know, for myself, my dad had the ins and outs of everything. He right. had great relationships with banks and whatnot, okay. and so he, of course, is a co partner, and so he was able to handle a lot of that stuff. Okay. So number one, you can save up. Let's say you want to start a uh, food truck business. Uh-huh. Let's say. Um, you can save up 20k and probably mm. go all cash mm. and then just and just go for it the grind you know, yeah the grind and then do your thing for physical therapy they average around a hundred thousand you need you need a hundred thousand dollars to kind of start up is that just what's what what's like the most expensive is that the equipment is that yeah. the, the lease itself or? the equipment, the oh, equipment. yeah see. yeah the equipment is probably depending on how you want to structure it for me i love technology so yeah it's dude I, i've been to your gym and like yeah. dude your stuff is sick oh it's thank so you it's so cool it's another yeah. world i know i'm like i've never yeah. even seen these things yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you literally are teaching people to like breathe underwater or something. <laughs> <laughs> well you've seen that too <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of tech um so a lot of it is equipment um it can be let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars total mm-hmm. i would probably say um at least uh, maybe two thirds could be equipment. Wow. Um, yeah, two thirds. What's the um, replacement on like with that kind of capital? Like you know, do do these things break down? Yeah, oh, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, like yeah. equipment break down. Yeah. yeah. You know, thankfully not really. Dumbbells don't break down. Right. <laughs> um, there is recurring expenses like Theraband mm. or um, like different things that do wear down. Yeah. Um, like your modalities sometimes, like the ice right. packs or cold right. packs, you break down. Um, so that's you're gonna have to budget out to like you know fixed expenses uh, I guess variable expenses mainly the fixed is more like the the rent the lease yeah, and whatnot um, maintenance right? maintenance a little bit depends okay. on what you buy I see. thankfully my stuff doesn't need make a lot of maintenance oh, okay. just kind of wipe it down here and there <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I choose it yeah, we'll cut that out <laughs> sorry CDC <laughs> once in a while yeah, not every hour right <laughs> yeah oh, that's yeah. good and so what I'm learning about different businesses and return of investment ROI mm-hmm. is that the physical therapy business unfortunately it's actually labor intensive yeah. what you're paying for is the people mm-hmm. to right. see uh, yeah. your patients mm-hmm. versus if you want to create like a food truck sell ice cream mm-hmm. you just have to hire one person to make the ice cream and you have the cost of the ice cream then you sell it and you can whatever upcharge you want get, yeah. get a 10x return yeah exactly PT a little bit different most yeah. medical practices if you're not cash only 
insurance base oh, that's probably ROI so, is yeah. it's set because yeah. your return is set. Yeah. And so that's why you see a lot of what we call mills. We see a lot of clinics that see like they pack in six patients per hour. Yeah. And I used mm-hmm. to work in that setting. That's why I, I vowed not to go back there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, just. The ROI return in this business is a little bit not as good, right? And so you have to kind of be smart and be strategic about how you make money. It's not like um, a big uh, hospital business who has uh, contractual obligations with insurance companies. You right. know, you're technically more private, and you know, yeah. all these insurance companies are like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, like, no, we're gonna keep it in house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever Sorry. thought? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Have you thought about like doing like just like a like a normal? gym kind of like lease like a monthly thing membership type thing or yeah. is that kind of like you don't want yeah it's so what you're trying to do is like are you going to sell out <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I, was like, I got this money <laughs> so like, like, yeah. dude like Planet Fitness and like all these things like oh my goodness they got to be cash cows right yeah I don't know if they're cash cows okay. I feel like because they're popping up everywhere they are but they mm-hmm. could be losing money I don't know that's true that's true yeah that's, it could just be idea. like trying to like ah oh, burn <laughs> burn yeah. out you know just, just yeah. make as much money and then get them to leave um, so I have thought about that. So if the mission vision is to help active people, there needs to be a system in place as I far see. as the experience and the environment. And so, yes, actually. So, you know, downstairs we have about 12,000 square feet. And so it's built like a gym. You guys have been there, yeah. right? And so we actually offer different services. So we do actually offer gym memberships. Oh, nice. We actually do offer performance training, individual training. Uh, we then do, of course, the rehab, the injury to non-injured you know, training. In an analysis, and so actually, the the dream has always been that, and so it's slowly getting there. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, and so, but with a big, sp- it's like it's like Uncle Ben writing Spider Man, like with great power comes, comes great responsibility, responsibility right? Yeah. And so, with the greater space, you have to figure out how to maximize each corner of your right. gym. So, Ooh. twelve thousand square feet is hard to kind of maximize mm-hmm. from a physical therapy perspective because I all I know quote unquote all I know is physical therapy so how do I maximize that do I fill every single corner with physical therapy patients mm. then I gotta hire more physical therapists Yeah. then I gotta be able to have a bigger lobby right. you have to have more phone calls call center people yeah. so a lot of things add up. Yeah, there's okay, a lot of things that people don't uh, realize goes into logistics of running an operation mm-hmm. and so I've learned that over the last few years and I've kind of to the point where if I have seven providers actually it fits the parking is enough Right. The lobby is just enough. Right. It gets wow. pretty busy sometimes, so I have to kind of usher people. But and there's enough tables, and there's still room to train. There's still room, turf area, basketball court area to train others and have other things going on. So you optimize it pretty. Good. I try to. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say like perfect, but like I'm doing my best to optimize my space that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Who are your clients or your patients? Are they mostly sports people? Are they regular folks like myself? Yeah. Honestly, not regular wrong. They're <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> superhuman. <laughs> Honestly, everyday people. Everyday people. I love it. Honestly, I treat my friends and I love that. Mm-hmm. I treat other physical therapists and I love that. Yeah. I feel like we all need each other, you know, yeah. at some point. And so I would say, you know, 60% of my clients are friends, local people um, who just need my help. You know, they, they want awesome. to start running. They just have this nagging IT band issue or something like that. Yeah. So I'll help them with that. Uh, and then I'll get probably 20% of like the athletes, um, you know, professional athletes who are coming in, who live in the local area. Oh, you guys have professional athletes? Yeah, and semi-pro people who come in from overseas. Um, and then the last 20 is, you know, the older person who just wants to get back to like a, a moving or, or even just everyday people like, oh, I need to sit at the computer because I work at home now. Mm. Let me help you out. And so, yeah, sure, absolutely. 
Mm. So Pete, um, in the message that you sent us, at a young age you lost everything. What what did you mean by that? Yeah, and that's the second pivotal moment of of someone's life, at least for myself, where it kind of like propels you into a certain direction. So it was when I was about 12, plus or minus, um, living in Indonesia, just the outskirts of Jakarta at the time. And so I don't know if anyone remembers, it was 1999, around there. There were some political things. I was young, so I didn't really know exactly what happened exactly. But And just like that, part one is done. If you're here still, I hope you are. Well, obviously, if you're listening to me, then you're probably still here or wherever you are listening to the podcast. That part two will be released next week. We're going to do this thing where we... Oh, by the way, this is Bill. I'm one third of the podcast. But anyway, we're going to do this thing where we release half of the contents and we'll release the other half subsequent week just to keep you interested, just to keep things interesting and also to stretch our content viewer stuff or, you know, whatever you call the analytics of this. Um, But thank you so much for listening so far. Please stay tuned because part two gets a little more personal, obviously, It was more business-oriented the first half, but, you know, we want to emphasize the fact that we all come from something. We all come from somewhere. So we do want to have some of the content personal, you know, a little bit relatable so you can obviously relate to our viewers. Sorry, not viewers. You're the viewers. Relate to our interviewees. Uh, Stop. I'm going to leave before I mess this up more than I've already have. All right. Have a good weekday. I know I have to replace my fire alarm battery. Well, it's not even mine. Okay, bye.